0: Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband. After seeing the lack of black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships, we were actually being told there was a black marriage crisis. So I asked black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews.
1: The other girls that look just like her and they would be singing at these yeah. musicals and concerts like you know church functions uh mainly i would see them at this thing we had every year it was called a midnight musical yeah at this one church it started literally at midnight and That's it was awesome. like all the musicians in la would come and you know i was maybe i don't know 16 or something like that and we would just, the musicians would never actually went in the church. <laughs> we, we would hang in the parking lot and just watch the girls go by. And then when it was our turn, to play, we sure. would play. But we would see them all the time, like, well, oh, those little sisters that sing, you know. And so, fast forward years later, I'm in Milwaukee on a tour. Uh, I was playing keyboards with Brandy on a tour with Babyface and boys. And then, uh, she was on a tour with the play. We ended up in the, we ended up in the same hotel in Milwaukee and and we met some of the musicians from their play and we were in the lobby talking and I saw them walk across the lobby and go to the elevator. I said, Hey, those see this girls from LA. I didn't know
0: I didn't yeah, know him. You i didn't were in the elevator with another gospel singer actually.
1: We keep going. Okay. Whatever. Um and so <laughs> I recognized her. But it wasn't until she switched plays that was my mom, I'm sorry oh okay and then they switched and then started doing some play called Sneaky and it came to LA and I saw her at the play. that was the first time yeah. we actually met December 9th Saturday December 9th 1995 Uh basically a buddy of mine was in the play and so he introduced us he said hey how you doing I how you doing and that was pretty much it she had and a peach you. cobbler in her hand did i and i said that sounds so sad He was giving it to somebody i said Is that for me he said no and kept walking <laughs> not mean like that you was just, i mean you, no you weren't know I mean you said no dismiss it and just and
0: kept walking wherever she was going but then after that his friend who's an artist had come to stay at his house and they he asked if me and tina wanted to sing on something so we went to his house and um we were recording and i just I think that's where I really noticed him. And uh, started smiling and grinning at each other and I think we exchanged numbers. That was that's how yeah. we exchanged numbers. Yeah. And There's I a think.
1: picture somewhere of that actual day. Does that mean with the jump with the hair with the hair? And I have a I have a pair of overall. I have a velvet turtle on. <laughs> and her hair is up in this long. It was updos. Updos was bomb back then. So it was her and her sister Tina and it was a couple of guys staying with me at my house and we were all upstairs getting dressed and they had already got to the house and one of my best friends was downstairs, he came upstairs, I said, how does she look? He said, "It's two of them. He said, but well, the one you, you like, she's obviously the prettier one, but she got something going on with her hair that's kind of weird. <laughs> He started going so, like this and said, what could that be, bro? I came downstairs and I saw it was the what do you call it? It was up Yeah. it. Yeah, it was, it was a bit in,
0: in the 90s. I think we might have both been hesitant because we came out of relationships. I had just been engaged for the second time and um, <laughs> he, uh, had he did he he hadn't had a girlfriend.
1: I, she's my first actual girlfriend. You see, they all are pissed off right now. They if they're all honest, they all you know come to grips with the fact that I never called them my girlfriends. I'll say you're my friend. I don't do girlfriends. I Don't have girlfriends. So you was their boyfriend, but they wasn't your girlfriend. Not my problem. <laughs> it's so terrible.
0: How
1: was she different? She was a, a woman, you know, and I was. Immature, but very mature at the same time. I Absolutely. had done so many things in my life by the time I was 19 to 20. By the time I was 20 years old, I'd been around the world three or four times, you know, playing and doing what I was doing. But I was still very immature on other levels. But a lot of females that I, were, I was speaking to and hanging out with at the time, just they weren't on my level. Um, just as far as how settled I was in life and, and ready to... Yeah, At 20, I, I, I could have gotten married. Uh, mm-hmm. I probably should. Yeah, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. Maybe not to her.
0: <laughs> it was, I, I think, I, I think the reason we clicked so well because one, we were both from church, church background, um, both in music, both, you know, not in gospel music. We were, I was singing background for different artists and in the plays and stuff. So it was a little bit different and we both, I think we, we were really just comfortable with with ourselves. I was comfortable with the fact that I'm three years older than him and you know if he could have been serious or not. What I always felt in my heart when we were dating was I was never afraid to say how I felt. Even if that meant he may say something different because I remember the first time I said I love you I I just said it because I wanted to and of course in my mind I was like should I say it? Was it gonna think? What if he doesn't get back? How's it gonna you know that whole thing
1: and mm-hmm. it was so. You did it while I was almost kind of distracted too. I was working. I was in the studio, like. But I love you. And I was working. She was standing behind me. She just said, she tapped me. I said, Yeah, yeah I love you. I was like. Did it scare you? Yeah. No. I remember. I said, I love you too. Did you? Yeah. I don't remember that part. I did. I said,
0: I love. Was that the first time you
1: said that to a No. No. So he had tell, said, "I love." I used you. to tell my mama, "I love you all the time." Uh- Always, <laughs> oh, so you never had a girlfriend when you told me you loved me. Mm. Yeah, because because mm, sorry, y'all. Let me tell you, he didn't mean. Let me tell you what it was. I did love him. I love. To I love. Capacity. I love. My I got best friends that I love. I love them. I can't say, "Hey, man, I'm in love with you." No, I was not in love with you. It's possible. It's, it's possible to. Love somebody but not be in love with them. I say that's very possible. So this is true. I could say, yeah, I love you. I care about you. You know what I mean? Am I in love with you? Do I want to spend a In love means, when I say I'm in love with you, that means I'm prepared to deal with your ignorance and all of the dumb stuff that comes with you. Pause. Yeah. Wait, so that's why you... No, that means, like, all the stuff that I don't like about you, I love that, too, is what I'm saying, See. You fix and, that real good, Mr. Campbell. And I couldn't say that about anybody else. I couldn't say, I love you and all your mess. Because I love you when you're cool. When I agree with you, I love you. But when do you love me when you don't agree with what I'm doing. That's, right. that's the
0: point. That's different. that's different. My normal personality and previous relationships, just in my life in general, I would always suppress how I felt because I was always afraid of the response. I was always afraid of, you know, they may not say it back. So I would always just make peace with whatever the reality was. And so I just, I didn't want to do that anymore. I just felt like I I was cheating myself. So I started to just say what I felt, you know, when I liked something, when I didn't like something. And, And even to this day, it's kind of challenging. I remember I was pregnant with Zaya, my last daughter, and I really, you know, you kind of emotional and all over the place when you're pregnant. And I needed more time and attention, and I, I had a problem with telling him that, but I knew I needed to. So he had come home, I was like, I got to talk to you, so I, I got total attitude. He's like, what's wrong? I was like... <sighs> I need more time with you because I, you know, I'm just emotional. And I said, it it was just all wrong. But I gave him all this answer. He was like, what you mean? I was like, see that right there. That's why I did not want to say nothing first. But like, it was just, it was all bad. But I still, I still said it. And for that, I think it always allows us to get to where we're trying to go. Like, I remember was a time he came home. I was mad. You didn't answer your phone or something. You left it in your car. And I had texted and called. And the first message is like, hey, where are you? <laughs> Third message is like, hello, exclamation point is like, are you ignoring me? And then it's, then it's like, oh my God, are you okay? And you call and you text and you call and you be like, well, whatever, then I'll see you when I see you. So by the time he came home, he's like, hey, babe, how you doing? I was like, really? I'm going to be upset for about 15 minutes. Give me a moment. And then we can talk. He's like, I appreciate you for telling me that. Cause I didn't want to have to ask what's wrong. And he go, nothing. You know what I mean? I think when- Nothing for three days.
1: Nothing,
0: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> when you lie in a relationship like that, you don't get anywhere. And I think our honesty with each other has really, really helped us be where we are. Sometimes brutal honesty, we don't always enjoy that, but what do you say? Sometimes your honesty hurts and stings.
1: How? I don't have. What, Wouldn't what I say this stuff?
0: There's been different things that happened in the course of our relationship where he was speaking his truth, you know, whether it was needing space or not sure or I know I love you, you but... Oh,
1: you uh, went too far back. That's what we were married. We're talking about marriage. It all matters. It
0: all matters because how you date determines how you... You
1: had no attention, but we got to go to bed tonight.
0: No, I don't do that anymore.
1: Okay, you
0: don't? No. No, I don't. we went to see How to Be a Player. <laughs> and that
1: dates us back. That's like 98. Man. Or right. Or 99. And
0: or one of the scenes, the guy was doing something shady and he was cracking up laughing. I was like, ooh, that's so funny to you. He was dying. And then he was like, what?
1: What? It's he funny. You enjoy, enjoy a
0: movie. So I had a problem like for two days. I was like, oh, I mean, you know, How to Be a Player. You enjoy that movie so much. I'm just saying like, that's, i mean it's kind of dumb we as women we do that and you know we have to learn to s- just say it you know what i mean we hold it in our body language we you know we exude it in different ways with with, with whole sex and then you know you're trying to get to a place of communication that's really a, you really just want to communicate and be understood you want him to hear your heart you want to hear his that's really what you call you want to do But sometimes how we go about getting there are, it's just
1: i think the problem uh well i wouldn't say the problem but what we don't realize between men and women is that we communicate completely differently like a, a man in our mind our mind is like a bunch of little boxes right and in each box there's a different subjects, and we only deal within in that one box and we are ready to talk we take out whatever that box careful don't touch <laughs> the other boxes. Pull out, and we're only going to deal with what's in this box and then when we're done with that we put that box away that's the other ones yes sir women are different their minds are like wires all connected absolutely completely. this thing's connected absolutely to that, thing, connected to that thing and it's all like it does, so we can absolutely. have a conversation now and she will literally bring up something from like 12 years ago that i i really can't remember at all but it's all connected for her I remember
0: it's so selective
1: with men like you don't remember
0: i don't think any of his friends were married of course you know 28 we were all like some of my friends had gotten married um one of them i think had had a baby and so you know it was very it's always present and unfortunately i think for women from the time we're little girls we're trying to figure who am i marrying what am what is my house going to look like where are we going to eat where are we going to go on vacation you know guys is the the little boys are seven year old they playing with toys and cars well now video games and so you know we just are on two different planets and i think some kind of way we both wanted relationship we both wanted healthy relationship my father told me um next to my decision to serve god who i marry is the most important decision in my life because it'll affect everything you know your work your friendship your parenting the things that you do your plans for your life are all gonna be with this guy and if you don't believe that he's capable of leading you mentally, physically, and spiritually, what's the point, you know what I mean? I, this is definitely not a, you know, he gonna take care of me and you gonna buy me. This had nothing to, our, our relationship had <laughs> nothing to do with that, we both were like
1: dead broke. And she said, <laughs> we had nothing.
0: <laughs> we had nothing, but yeah, yeah. but we had a, I, I, we had a lot though. we absolutely had a lot, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he loved God. And I had written down on a piece of paper through my past failed relationships. Um, I told, I said I wanted somebody dark. I wanted somebody who loved God more than they loved me. That was actually on paper. And I wanted him to drive a BMW. We don't know where that came from. But I
1: actually got all three.
0: And we just continued to I build. I was driving BMW You yeah. were? Sure was. Yep. Yeah.
1: That beat up
0: Woo. And I had prayed, I said, God, if this is not my hand to find wow. it, please don't let me fall in love. I don't feel like going through heartbreak and heartache. I didn't want to get involved, you know, to do the mental as a Christian, to do the mental battle. God is this him, is this you? Is this my destiny? Is this is, is he connected to my purpose? Is is this him, you know? And so I, I felt like I heard the voice I literally felt like I heard the voice of God. But I was like, Well, I ain't telling him, you gotta tell him so. We'll see. If you told me, you can tell him. Then I, you know, I just wait till he finds out. Cause I was not. I'm giving no ultimatums. I wasn't no pushy woman. I had made up in my mind. I'm not going to be a permanent girlfriend. So after so many years, if it doesn't turn into what I wanted to turn into, I'll just, you know, respectfully bow out. Like I had. We were dating five
1: years before we got Four, five. Well, almost five. Years
0: yeah. Year four, I had started planning my exit because I was like oh no he don't he don't want this. this ain't what he wants. <laughs> I was like me he take it too long I was 16
1: years I was a little baby you weren't like, 16 sir 23 24 at, no no I I proposed at 23 at 24 24 yeah uh but I knew way before that really but I was you know 23 and 24 you what are you gonna? at those ages you are completely I don't care how Book smart, you are. You're completely ignorant mm-hmm. in all, all, so many ways. Absolutely. You know, I was not ready for any of that. You know, I just was not. And she I was knew, just becoming a super hot producer. You know, really, the phone was ringing off the hook. And and it wasn't even that I had a bunch of females around me. I was pretty much married to the music business and what I was doing. I loved it so much, and that's all I did. And I mean really, if she wanted to find me, she could go right to where I was. I was in that studio. I would move, you know, and I was very dedicated no. to that
0: Well I said not all the time.
1: 80% of the time, that's what I was. Sorry. And then I built a studio in my house. So I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm just leaving here. <laughs> and so, you know, that's what I did. Um, but I knew, I'm like, that's, I, I want to marry. The, the, the moment that December 9th when we met, That was actually the second time I saw her. That was the first time she saw me. I went to the play two weeks before. because the play was here for a few weeks with another girl. And when I got to the play with this girl, I'm in line getting my ticket. And I see another girl that I used to date who ends up sitting next to me (laughs) with her date on the other side. And this date I had right here. And I'm just like... Were you uncomfortable at all? No, no. I just got... I'm not comfortable, I'm not uncomfortable in that situation. Jesus. I, listen, I, I wasn't tired of nobody. What am I to be uncomfortable for? So, but, and all that, out walks Erica on stage, I'm like, what is going on? This is, <laughs> oh my God, right? just going away. And so when I come back, this time I bring my father, my mother, my cousin, and I remember what was going on in the play, and I, and I told my mother and my cousin uh, right before she was getting to walk out. I said, Watch this I said, "This is my wife." Just joking around, but I knew then like something. She was totally different. And what we, I do? It was the, the her demeanor. Not she was beautiful, but it's the way she carried herself as well. Now she has a bunch of sister, sisters. They're all pretty. They're all beautiful. But she. Carried herself totally different than everybody else. That just made me go like, something about her. I don't know. But she? And my father even said, he said, son, that's that's a woman right there. I I I couldn't focus on my music anymore. I could only focus on what she was doing. It was all in my mind. Where is she? You know, I, what I wonder what she's doing now. I'm calling her all the time. Going, what, what am I doing? I don't do that. I'm not. I don't call, I just didn't because I was, It nothing else mattered to me. Just music, it was just about that. And in my music business contact, my music business friends, my, just
0: that. And so. And then the way you were raised, you weren't like, from what you said, from like the stuff that mom would
1: tell you, it was like, you ain't married till you're married. And you just, yeah, I just didn't believe in being that attached. But But in my mind, I, I couldn't focus on anything else but her. I want to be with her all the time. I mean, even when I'm asleep. And, uh, and if you're going to do that the right way, you got to get married. And I just was like, oh, my God, this this is it. <laughs> this is it. So I told my dad. I said, Dad, I think I'm going to ask Erica to marry me. he said, well, son, I told you she was a real woman. And I told you you would know when it was time. I said, but let me tell you something else. There's not a gene that's going to kick in. That's going to... Cause you to be faithful to her once you get married. So now when I married your mama, when I met your mama, I was a virgin. So I see all these little girls you got coming through here. It, it ain't, it's going to be hard. You're going to have to work at it. i like, "Oh yeah, okay, sure. Whatever. You know, but it was hard. It, 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 it wasn't that easy. And the moment I announced, that I'm getting, <laughs> I'm engaged. Oh, that phone just might as well have been the, the one, the phone in the Oval Office. It was just ring, ring, <laughs> ring, 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 you know, uh, but we, we made it we made it through you know, yeah. and uh, and she had a lot of patience with me because she was older and I was I, I loved her so much and I felt, I really felt like if I don't marry her I'm going to lose her I, but I know I want to marry her Absolutely. but I, she was going to be gone she'll sure not and I can't I can't lose her. He is a great personality,
0: um, a great outlook on life. He loves his family. He had friends that he had been friends with for, you know, since he was little. And that meant a lot to me because I had friends um, that I had had um, since I was little. And, you know, he wasn't in church at the time, but I knew he loved God. And that was so, so important to me. And then we had such great conversation. Like we were able to just, we would stay on the phone for hours and fall asleep. Did you sleep? No.
1: Was stimulating your intellect.
0: You were stimulating my intellect. Right? Yeah. yeah, we just I don't know, we just we just always made sense together. And I think because I had, you know, you know, been engaged before, I felt like I wasn't gonna be just dating him. We were all gonna be mixed together. So if there was holidays, me and all my sisters, cousins too, would drive all the way out to the valley to his mom's house and hang, whether it was Fourth of July, Thanksgiving Christmas, we would, you know, do what we're doing. We're like, hey, y'all, let's go to Warren's house. And because I felt like I didn't want that separate thing. I didn't want that pool that you have, like, I gotta be with my family. I gotta be with, and I gotta figure out who I'm gonna be with. So we just, our first few years, even of being married, that's what it was. It was just a bunch of togetherness. And I think that really made us strong as a couple because we felt supported um by our extended family. I know some people
1: really are alone. We, got, we gotta give a lot of that too my mother. Absolutely. Because she really pushed for that, even though it was tough because our families were completely different. She has a large family. I have a small it's just me and my little sister, you know, my mom and dad. It was four of us. And it's hundred and four of them. So it was, was nine. Not me, but they have cousins and, and they, they're 13, they were a lot louder than we were. <laughs> and so it'd be like, why wow, that's a, wow. What a wow. Jesus. and then you know they're probably <laughs> yeah. looking at us like they stuck up or they don't want to it was just completely different but yeah. we, we took the time yeah to let and my mother really insisted on that absolutely and that it, i think it worked because i there there is no separation now her sisters are not my in-laws that's my sister yeah you well, know my
0: sister's called his mom
1: but auntie they don't you know they don't
0: just say sent miss campbell or you no, know they they they, they love her like I do. Like, I can come over there and be like, oh, I'm on the phone with Google. And I'm like, that ain't your darling mama. she gonna talk about You know what I mean? I get a little territorial. Um, but I love that we have this really, really great, honest relationship. And um, it's, it's definitely contributed to our relationship. Mm. That's the truth.
1: What's up, guys? This is Anthony Clark.
0: And I'm Melanie Clark.
1: And we've got some exciting news for you all.
0: Now, most of you know us from season four of The Black Love Doc. But what you might not know is that Anthony and I have been successful life and relationship coaches for over 20 years. That's
1: right. And we're
0: bringing our revolutionary style to our brand new podcast, The Amazing Clarks. Every week, we're going to get down to the emotional, mental, and energetic causes underlying the lack of your success in your romantic life and in your personal life. And we'll be giving you tangible advice that will get you the wins that you deserve. Mm -hmm. Don't believe us? Tune in each week, and I guarantee you that you're going to find out right away why we have an industry-shattering
1: 90% client success rate.
0: So make sure to keep an eye out for our brand new podcast, The Amazing Clarks, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: the first challenges you marry. She remembers more challenges
0: than me. Yes. Um, you know, my idea of what marriage was, he would come home and I would be upstairs posted in the room and my negligee, and he would come up there and tell me all about his day and I would be posted up and I would hear the door and I'll be waiting on him to come upstairs and then the next thing I would hear is a video game. (laughs) And so I was like, he gonna put it down any moment and come up here and at least say hi babe how was your day so after i'm up you come upstairs when i come i just stand in the kitchen and like peek like is he gonna does he even care if i'm here so then i move a little closer because we had built this massive that was a problem i think that was the first thing I had. we built this seven bedroom um a basketball court a 40-foot pool it was just this big, massive house with two kids in it, trying to
1: play Mary. Do you remember that everything was too high? We were, we're kind of short people. Everything, everything was, was too tall. Like The stairs were like up here. It was a, was a the giant house. Yeah. So
0: I would I would want more of his attention, and he was giving to the video game.
1: And I, wait, I, wait, wait. I would play video games in the family room, and then go upstairs, get in the bed, and play another video game. In the room.
0: A mess. A hot mess. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, I, there was one time when um because we had just got married and I was very I was very fearful. My mother and father had been married and divorced three times. So To each other. To each other. Yeah. They tried <laughs> and failed three times with each other. So in my mind, saying the words I love you. That, I mean, what does that mean? You can leave us, tell me you love me. You know, and he would say it all the time. But I, I wanted something different. And I remember getting off the freeway and I was on my way home and I said, Lord, if he loves me, let me feel it. Don't let me self-sabotage because of my fear. Don't let me self-sabotage my relationship because of what I experienced and what I saw. And I started to see him different. So one of the days uh, he came home I was like, are we going to go out to you? He was like, I'm tired. I was like, somebody going to take me somewhere. He was like, what does that mean? I was like, somebody going to take me somewhere. He was like, fine. I won't work then. We'll get rid of this house. We can get the cars back. We can go stay in the cute little apartment. And we can go out every day. I was like, you're so sarcastic. That's not what I was saying. We went through this whole thing. He walked out the door. And I was just sitting there like, I made a mistake. And about twenty minutes later he called he said, You wanna go to the movies? I was like, Yeah <laughs> 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 And we ended up just, you know, trying to pay a little more attention to each other. It was very easy to get caught
1: up in our lives because I was very, very busy when we first got married. Mm-hmm. I was gone a lot. I saw my wife the first year of marriage out of twelve months. I saw I saw her the equivalent of about two months. Just about we didn't we didn't see each other at all and then the next year I'm I got an apartment in New York yeah. and I was there seven months before even saw it you know and we just I I also think that that um, contributed that was kind of young. well no I think it contributed to us staying together as long as we did as well because Athens make the heart grow fonder and so when I would see her it would be like oh and then she's gone again but at the time I was so young, you know, it was like, cool, my wife's gone doing whatever, and then she comes back, it's all oh, it's on, it's great. it's great, it's great, it's great, And then I get a little older, closer to thirty, and now I want my wife home. Dun dun dun. She can't just home. She's in a full blown career, sold millions of records now. We got a, a kid to come in, and but I want my wife at home, you know, so that into that became a problem. it became a real problem. <laughs> Uh I you know, just, we see things differently. What what part? I can't remember. Sometimes she makes faces. I don't know. You should have said something. what did I say? It wasn't right? I don't oh, I
0: that's don't right. uh, I don't think absence makes the heart go. I mean there. I'm
1: talking about from my perspective. Right? I think that for me it was great.
0: I think that absence kinda caused us to kind of I mean, we were on the same road, but we was just, I was on this side. I was going in the same direction. Well, kinda I'm
1: talking about when we were younger, it was great for me. gotta you understand? You're three years older than me, too. And women are, are already more advanced in these areas than men anyway. You're much more mature. So as I grew, like I said, when I got closer to 30, it wasn't it wasn't cool no more. She felt, you felt that yeah, way earlier yeah. because you're a lot older.
0: I remember talking to his mom, talking to his friends. I was like, I could be gone for three months, like moved out, gone. And he'd like, something different around here. I would say that all the time. He's like, stop saying that. I would know if you were gone. I was like, no, you would not. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't care until six months later. I remember it was Harold. Harold was like, listen, Charlie, that man, you. You said it? <laughs> Harold. One of my buddies, yeah. And then I would talk to my mother in law and I would tell her, and she was like, you gotta give it time, y'all. Y'all are both new. You what know? did your mother say? <sighs> My yeah. mother said you have to remember oh, yeah, yes. that you were in relationships. He wasn't. Give him a chance to catch up. You're trying to expect him to be where you are, and he's not. She said, "If you said yes and you you married him, you gotta give him time." I was like, well, how much time does he? You know, <sighs> I needed a little time, but we we eventually got it right. We, you know, we went to counseling therapy prayed together and you know was real honest and I did have to start saying no to some concerts and shows and prioritizing and making sure that when I came home I didn't create a party and have my family and friends over I had to learn to come home and just be with him once Krista came oh it was hey guys come look at the baby oh everybody it was always like all right, you've been gone, and now you're here, and so is everybody else, so that was,
1: what about the first time that happened, we had just got married, and we're living in this monstrosity of a house, right, I've been working hard, hard, you know, I come home, and I'm like, I call myself home early, and my wife's early, (laughs) she decides, she's gonna have a
0: a prayer, prayer
1: party or something i'm a it i'm soon.
0: an old school church girl and we had this big old house i was like you got to consecrate the house to the lord so i had my friends come over and we was praying and calling on forest, jesus and i was like what are you
1: guys doing <laughs>
0: cover every window Goodbye. jesus keep us safe don't let no robbers come in lord don't let no bird just we just praying for them he coming be like what the what kind of <laughs> I was like, we're praying. He wanted everybody to leave. I was like, you want my friends to stop praying? Like it was just. Yeah, we had some issues in the beginning. Well, we had premarital counseling, and we had to go back after about five years, four years in. No, that was that was
1: three years. Three Yeah, almost four years. I knew premarital counseling was a good idea, but then once I. I uh, came when when I actually when I came closer to 30 years old, and I, like I said, I wanted her home. But what I did was basically just I came home and told her I'm not happy. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to get divorced, blah blah blah. And I just the communication stopped. I went and actually went and started staying in in New York more. She was on the road, and then I ended up forming some relationship with some other girl. That girl gets pregnant. She ends up not having a baby. And then I'm like, okay, this is crazy. And so I, I want my wife. I don't, I don't want I don't want none of this This stuff to be. I don't know whose life he didn't ever really start living, but I don't want it anymore. Uh, and so the only thing I could think to do was to tell her what was going on. So I flew to wherever she was, South Carolina, I think. I flew there uh, and I told her what was going on. She told me how mad she was. But then she also said, the second, the first thing she said was, I'm mad. I'm, I'm real mad. And the second thing she said was, but, but I'm not leaving. And I was like. He what? thought I wasn't leaving because I was going to kill him. I'm going like. He was nervous for like
0: three, four years after
1: that, like sleeping, like. It's just tonight, tonight. She's going to she's gonna do it. <laughs> I, I was prepared because I loved her so much. I was just prepared to let it happen. It was, okay. I deserved it. But um I, I wanted this so bad after almost not having it almost getting ready to go into some other a whole other direction in my life I was like I don't want any of that I don't want it I want what I had and I want to cherish So now what I realized was in my I was being selfish because I wanted things to change but I wanted her to do the change now in, in my in my career I'm the boss I could do whatever I want to do I could have got my behind on the plane and been wherever she was. But I wanted her to stop and come home instead of me getting up and getting on, my, on the plane and going to wherever she was. Uh, and that could have solved the whole thing. It was a, a, a long way around to, I really miss you. And I, and I want to be, be with you on a more time with you. That was just a, a very long way around to that when I could have to the Chase and been honest and said, okay, yeah, I'm a man, but I, I miss this girl. Like, I, I feel like crying when she ain't here got on the plane and went to wherever the heck she was you know And that would have been that would have solved the whole thing sometimes the simplest answers but we just we make it so big and hard in our mind and we end up making mistakes as a result of it and some of those, those mistakes you know you have to live with for the rest of your life and i'm never going to forget that at that time that almost i didn't have my last two children then you know what if we split up i wouldn't have a son I mean, I get chilled when I think about that. I don't have my my baby girl, and it's just... And so, uh, I mean, I thank God for that time because I learned a lot, and then we got a lot closer. A lot closer, and so, but we we kept that whole thing to ourselves. We didn't publicize it because I felt like, for what, first of all, for what? And And I wanted to protect us. I didn't want to open us to scrutiny and opinion
0: before we figured out what's happening, what's going on, where, you know, where are we, you know, Um, once we knew we had made it through it, um, it took some time when I forgave him and her, when I was able to go to her and say, I forgive you. And I knew that was crucial for me, no matter what happened um, with us, I was literally in church and I, I was like, God, I'm not going to be that chick that's going to be bitter and angry and all this. You got to take it all the way, take it out of my heart, take it out of my mind. And um, I was able to go and go, yeah, I, I forgive you. Because I believe that, I, I believe that people make mistakes. I've made mistakes, I've been. You know. wow. I've uh, been with somebody that wasn't mine before, you know? And I know, what it feels like to make that kind of mistake you can do two things you can be very remorseful and sorrowful or you can become haughty and nasty with an attitude like i'm grown i do what i want to do and i didn't you know my my relationship with god didn't allow me to feel comfortable in my foolishness and so when i saw that picture again in my own marriage it was like whoa okay what you gonna do you know and um Forgiveness played a big part, understanding and compassion. And again, I knew he was a good guy. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was a good guy. And I was able to rewind in my mind where we kind of started separation separating, like I was saying earlier. It was like he was on this side of his shoes together, but we weren't, we weren't really talking, we weren't really hanging. It was just Krista, Bill's house music. Because we still, I think, had made a new Mary Mary record in that whole process. So She
1: said she looked in her phone during that time, after okay. all the dust had settled, and there was literally no communication, no email, no uh, yeah. calls.
0: This was the end of the year, October, November, something. I scrolled back all the way to March. There was no, I love yous, no, hey, babe. I was going, wow, this is crazy. And I remember him saying that I needed to be home. I remember him saying, I need more of your time. That was actually the previous year, almost to date. And I remember I was in D.C. getting off a plane because I was in a limousine and I was like, oh, so you hand walked me into career and I'm supposed to just walk out of it? I'm supposed to leave? Total ego, total arrogance. When I should have said, okay, I need to go back home real quick to deal with some stuff, but I didn't. And so it got worse before it got better, but I can honestly say it really did get better, and we took the time, and he gave me the time I needed. I got, you know, kind of flipped out a little bit and turned into angry, bitter woman with a very foul mouth, and he said, um, I don't, this is not who you are. Who you're becoming now is because of something I did, and I don't want you to be that person. My wife is nice, and she's kind, and she's pleasant, and I know it's my fault, but let me fix it, but don't.
1: Don't do that don't don't change, don't change well, first of all, once you own your 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 part of it, you have to allow her to be angry you can't you can't try to curtail her anger and say, Look, well you know I, I said I'm sorry, okay, but she feels how she feels, and you cannot control what you can't do is control somebody else's feel right and so you gotta allow her to go through her range of emotions and deal with whatever backlash it's gonna be if it's a knife coming at you whatever it is if you decide to stay there you gotta deal with that and allow her to go through that cycle and then and decide what she's gonna do and be there when she makes a decision and be fine with whatever that is and then on top of that try your best to show her that i'm not that guy anymore i'm not going to do that again i'm not perfect but i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that Mm. and um you know if if god is on your side with it you have a shot but it was on 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 the bed that whole thing rested on the bed of friendship absolutely we were friends first i was talking to my pastor before i went and told her. he was like Okay, um, who knows about it? And I said, not many people, but I'm going to tell her. And I said, we're such good friends that I feel like I could tell her and she may not leave me. He said, Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about <laughs> that. But what you don't want is for her to hear it from somebody else. So, I, with that in mind, I jumped out right on the plane the next day and said, I'm going to North, you know, whatever she was. Mm-hmm northwest, south, boodle scat, <laughs> whatever I was. And she was in some weird little yeah. part of South Carolina. Yeah. I, I got down there, got the plane, took the train, and the bus and the cab, and, yeah. and I told her. And, uh,
0: and he let me talk about it as much as
1: I needed to.
0: And, he'll, and every time, I knew he didn't want to, because it it's something he does when he don't want to talk, it's like his head will drop and tilt to the left, but he'll come back and be like, okay, we need to talk. Okay. It was like he would like, you know, okay, like let me man up, let me me face this because I did this. And I remember telling him one time, I need you to love me back to you because I'm right here right now. And I was like, "Just, just love me so hard and so much. My mom, just everything, just love me back to you. And he did. I think it was definitely that, between that and Jesus, without prayer and without people praying for us and without our bishop, who would text randomly, text us, Are you okay? You're gonna make it through this, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I'd be like, I'm having a hard day today. And he wouldn't say much, he would say, You're gonna be all right, you're gonna make it through this. And just that much, I think, helped us tremendously. And, you know, the fact that we were friends, I was mad because the first person I would tell about anything was him. But I wanted to talk to him, but I wanted to talk to him. You know what I mean? So you felt a little nuts all in the process. And I was like, Dang, why this? Why we couldn't have another problem? Could the house catch on fire or something? Could it be something else? Let me break my ankle. I'll take that, Lord. Did it have to be that? Look, it to be something else. But you know, you can't pick your trials. You can't pick what your issues are going to be. All you can do is make sure you handle them right. Make sure you go through your trials and tribulations the right way. Because if you go through the wrong way, it can be the end. Yeah. For stuff that's really rare, I believe it's a lot of people that we know that, I, that were a beautiful couple, but they just. I don't I don't want to I don't want to forgive you. Not I can't. I choose not to. Because I choose to replay it. Tour. Yeah, I replay yeah. it. I remind myself. I go over it. And I was like and I start I remember telling myself that we he I forgave him, he forgave me. We done I'm not thinking about nope, I'm not doing that no more. I started
1: being control in control of my thoughts. You know, a, a, another thing I, I believe with, with guys, um you, you really you really got to pay attention to why you did it. And you got to really strain to answer that question. It's not a, a quick answer as to why you did it. Because if you don't understand why you did it, you'll just do, do it again. again. And, and, and again and again because you don't understand what exactly. in your mind let you, you know, get to that point. Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember when it first happened one of my homeboys was very close to me, I drove to his house and told him, We he was like, we supposed to walk, we took a walk down the street. I'm trying, I'm like, man, yeah. so he was like, first thing he said was, Don't worry, man, you'll be all right. But you are gonna do it again. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not, but I didn't understand. I didn't understand yet why I was doing it, and I just went on to it again. Right. And every time I go, oh, my God, what, what am I doing? Oh, no. And then you begin, you begin to be comfortable in that. And, and it's so easy to just fall back after after that first initial kind of shock of what you did wears off. And it becomes easy to do it. It's true. And, you know, that's a bad place to be because mm-hmm. so now you're rationalizing why it's okay to be in this space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You come up with yeah. all kinds of excuses. And-
0: that rationale is cold-blooded. Oh, yeah.
1: Your rationale is, is a genius. Absolutely. It makes you think anything is possible. Right. And you know
0: everything I mean? is okay. Anything is possible and everything is okay.
1: Yeah. But I have a full, a full point of how not to get caught. I tell all the guys now, man, I got it. I got it. You don't want to get caught? Don't do it. <laughs> don't do nothing. I tell them, like, listen, at this point in my life, I, I will come home, turn all the lights out, put in an airport, plug, put some of those blinders and <laughs> put on, lock the door and go to and take the sleeping pills and knock myself out because I just don't want to do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's going to jeopardize this. And, uh, you know. Because it's so good. Yeah. It really, you
0: know, it really is. And, and I never would have dreamed that we would have went through what we went through. To, and to be here, I mean, we went through crazy stuff even when we were dating. I just... You know, sometimes you don't think that you can make it through. And I think it's a testament to when you're really in love and that love is strong and you're two strong people, you're two complete people. If I was like shallow and empty and super insecure, we never would have made it. Ever, ever, ever. And the same for him, you know, if he was driven by his testosterone and not his heart and and the way he thinks, we never would have made it. But we did because I think we were two complete individuals who... Look to each other for love, um, but it was God in the mix. And anytime you add God to the equation, it just it's always it, mm-hmm. it always tends to just be better than than the rest. And that's just what I,
1: I truly believe. You know, I'm I'm always trying to line things up in my life. If I can't I can't get two, three, four, five, and six to line up, if I can't put God first, right? It'll never happen. That's just my point of view and the way I see things. Once I do that, everything else lines up. In I kind of have always been a minister, un- unknowing to me. Um, it's a trick. When, when I was 16, actually when I was 12, I, I preached my first message at the church. Um, really because my mother made me. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. And I just I said I was going to never, ever do that no more. Mm-hmm. And then my father, who was my pastor, also, he, I don't know why he did this, I was 16 and, or, or 15. And one morning, he said, yeah, I'm not going to church today. You're going to preach. And going, yeah, whatever. But I had to run the service and do all this. And then he occasionally he had him come preach. So I, and I knew then, like, okay, was something in there. But I, I don't want any of that. I went so far as to not go to church anymore. I was working at Death Row, records, you know, making records, doing my thing. And I hadn't been to church for like eight or nine years. Yeah, and uh however long it was and I met her and she kind of forced me to go to church because that's right that's where she was. Right. I wanted to see her, I had to go to the church where she was most that's of the time. Right. Even if it was after church. I would go <laughs> when church was over and then hang out a little bit and then I start going and coming to the service sometime and you know just start and that kind of got me back into, you know, church and, and, and my, my relationship with God was solid I thought. Uh, but I just didn't like church or church people. I didn't like the people at all. They were judgmental and mean and yeah. you know and hypocritical. Yeah, just, Sorry, church people. I, I, I don't like these people, man. Like and I would go like, Why do they dance around and sweat and then eat chicken right afterwards? Like it's it's just, it's a waste of my time. It's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, making space for the calories, I just didn't like. like the whole culture and how you know anymore, but you know, being around her, I just kind of fell back into it and then fell in love with it with the church that I ended up going to, uh, Faith Central FCPC, yeah, stand up. <laughs> and, and about, and I had mind you, i heard every message, every preacher, I was like the preacher's mascot because I loved preachers and preaching, I thought it was so cool, you know. But I didn't want to be one. Uh, but I didn't like church that much. It was just kind of a strange thing. And so one time, uh, one of my buddies just uh, happened to be at his house. He said, listen, uh, one of the keyboard players left. We looked for a keyboard player. He just kind of said it. I said, I want to come play. He said, you're not going to play. I said, yeah, that's not. He just didn't believe me. And so I went and I played. And the first time I went, Bishop Kenneth Omer was preaching. Trend blew my mind. I remember everything he said verbatim. And I was sitting on the organ just watching him going, what the heck is this? I've never seen this. And I joined the church. she joined, we joined the church. And then maybe that was 2001, 2002. And in 2008, I really felt the call to minister strong. So I started going to this Bible college that was kind of bootleg. <laughs> but I just wanted to get in and just try to figure out what, what to do. Um, and then I, I realized there were classes I could take at my church to become a minister. And so I did that. And then in 2009, I was licensed as a minister uh, by this moment. And in 2015, I was ordained as a pastor uh, and in, in January, no, February 2015, 2015, that, that uh, April, Twenty No. Wednesday? April. That was twenty fifth. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We had our first service. Uh, prior to that, two years prior, we had started Bible study. Two years, and then we so now, uh, two years later, two thousand fifteen, we we, uh, we planted California, Washington. I, I wasn't rolling with him first. <laughs> I wasn't. She was not rolling. I wasn't. Rolling. I was like, I married a producer,
0: like. Who was his pet? What did she this? liked that I was
1: down on a little street and the gangster. Yeah. and yeah. church. Like, she likes all of it. Yeah,
0: I just, I was like, oh man, now I'm gonna be people and every Sunday and I work on Sundays, I do concerts around the world. So I wasn't with it. I was like, it was gonna be too much pressure and, you know, and then I was like, okay, God, am I, am I the wayward, wicked wife who doesn't want my husband to tell people about you? Forgive me and, um, I didn't I just didn't know what it was gonna to do to our relationship. I didn't it was just too many unknown items, you know, in my head. So um I remember after the Bible study had been going for a while, I told him I was like, I'm with you. And I literally had to go like, okay, all right, okay, I'm leaving, okay, I'm leaving. church, okay, this is what we're doing. You know, when you grow up in church and you're able to kind of tell people about jesus but not get so caught up in the politics and the religious crap that goes along with it sometimes you get comfortable there and so my thing now is okay how are we going to be different how are we going to avoid that so i from service one he told the people we're not mean church people we're not judgmental church people it's our job to love people that's all we're going to do that's it that's all and um We've been able to achieve that. we got a great group of people. And you know, a lot of them talk about, you know, loving seeing our relationship. Like, you know, at the end of service, sometimes we're holding hands, dancing in the front. Or, you know, our relationship is not, it's not, it's, it's very present even at the church. And so I think it affects a lot of the other young couples there and other married couples and people aspiring to be married. Okay. I want it to be like that. And we're
1: like, oh, wait, are not perfect. <laughs>
0: don't put us on a pedestal. Yeah. We don't want that, but we Do don't mind.
1: Refrain. Us being able to show and display what marriage is supposed to look like through yeah. through different lenses, though, because they're seeing it. They're seeing what we, we're displaying what we were taught. Yeah. I'm displaying what I saw with my parents. So basically, our marriage, is they're, they're really seeing it through the lenses of what I saw. You know, yeah. what I mean, growing up and and just the fact that they have that example and they know what it is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. And if they see anything else, they know oh, that it, that's not right. Right. You know? My
0: my eleven year old, when she was like eight, um, and we would walk around the neighborhood, she would go, Oh, that's a princess house. I'm sure there's a Prince Charming in there. I'm like, really? A Prince Charming? Yeah, and a princess is really pretty and lots of fun like you and you know. <sighs> Oh, Lord, we're an example and the church that we got married in is not very far from here and so every time i would take her to school and we would pass the church she would go that's where daddy was a prince and you we were a princess so it's really great to be <laughs> that to her in her
1: mind. And we have extreme things that I've, I've done where my son who's five now when he was two i was walking him down the street and and we have different monsters that i just drill into you know one right. of, at night, I said, What kind of man are you? He go, I'm a godly man. I said, What else? you go, I'm a Campbell man. I said, What else? They go, I'm a black man. <laughs> <laughs> and and that comes to me just drilling things into So one day we're walking. I said, What kind of man are you? A Campbell man. I said, Okay, repeat after me. I will not, but I will not cheat on my wife. Cheat <laughs> He's, so two. He's just saying, I will not cheat on my wife. I'm like, I want him to. Yeah. I want him to be not like me. I want him to be like my father. My father my my I have such envy. I have three friends uh that are very close to me that they were virgins when they got married. And I'm like, oh my god. And I, I love my wife. I'm like, there's nothing greater than my wife to you me. Know? But I see when I see them look at their wives, I know that he only knows this. He doesn't know anything else he's never see anybody else he doesn't know it and i'm like if i had known if i'd known better that's what i would have, i wish i had that and so i want that for myself
0: and I'm, we know in today's society that's rare and people say you can make a better decision once you've had all of this stuff but sex is so intimate and so connective. it's not like picking up a soda and putting it down going oh that soda was good not even anatomically When a man and woman come together, he releases you, take him inside of you. He leaves, but he doesn't leave you. That's why women have such a hard time letting go. So you're giving yourselves to all these people. By the time you get to whoever you're supposed to be with, well, if number 17 was amazing, by the time you get to number 22, you still going, well, he's not like this, but he did this. That's just too much. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are like, oh, well, I get it out of my system. That's... A theory that may work for some, but it just didn't work for me, and I don't want that to be what my children exude or emulate. I
1: don't
0: want that to happen in their lives. <laughs> I'm trying to find no, was, was the right word. No, we don't want
1: we don't want that for them. We don't want that for them. Yeah, uh, um, and so I, I pray that for our oh, son, God, just let my let my boy uh, let him be more like my 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 father. And not like me and my grandfather. My grandfather was something else. He was just something else. He he had he had lots and lots of women, you know. And uh, I I was pretty much that same guy. And 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 I got a lot of my father too, because I wanted to be a husband. Because my father, my, my grandfather was single, you know, for a long time. Then he was married for a little bit, but you know, he was a player. My grandfather was a player. And uh, I love
0: that for, for a while, but yeah, we a lot. I think we we're we blessed with a lot of married friends that are happily married, not perfectly married, but happily married. And um, you know, we are able to kind of call each other and talk and share and talk each other off the ledge at times. And you know, I've had many. Midnight phone calls, screaming and crying. Calm down. All right, you was wrong.
1: I got a lot go of phone back.
0: calls. Man, <laughs>
1: she crazy. She's crazy. Yeah, she is, bro. But you, you just as crazy. Right. That's why y'all go together. Right. You know, but and it's weird. The majority of our friends are married. Yeah, married. Yeah,
0: yeah, married. So yeah well, we're we're really blessed with good friends that that we can share with, that we can vent to. You know what I mean? But will tell us good advice. Like, good for the marriage, not just good for you. None of my none of my friends do that. That's right. You, Ron, that's right. they you're like, well, hey, man, homie, check it out. But go back and talk to him. Why don't want you to talk. talk. You know how we get
1: sometimes. When we was going through all that stuff, I had a friend of mine at the time, I was boxing every day. I had a friend, He's a, he was older than me, he said, I'm telling you right now, if you lose her, we gonna both put them boxes. I'm gonna box your head. And I was like, "Really? You never said nothing like that to me." <laughs> All of them were like the Nissan. One of my best friends. Really? He's we like money. Of your friends. We were like, "Nah, money. <laughs> Don't mess it up, money."
0: <laughs> From being honest and saying we've been through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we're still here. Yeah, I, I probably would never use the word perfect. Um, no, I don't really n- n- like, know. We, we.
1: No, no.
0: No, there is no perfect there's no such thing
1: marriage. As perfect marriage. But there's no such thing as perfect, perfect people. It's just, we're all flawed. We got, we're all jacked up, got crazy stuff inside of us. Yeah. And, that's and, put, and the potential
0: is. to be fools. All the
1: time. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I just rather do all that stuff with her. Right. You know what I mean? I know I get on his nerves sometimes i know it <laughs> you know what she's the dude that got on my nerves. that she don't do as much at, no more actually i don't think about it she would leave all the cabinets open in the house and all the lights on i come home I'm like why are these lights on i go in the kitchen the cabinets is open in the kitchen in the hallway and she's in the room looking at tv i'm going see
0: i'm a natural born multitasker see and you start one thing, and while you're in the middle of that, thing, you remember something else, right? So you start down here and you're doing cabinets, and one of the things you have to take is upstairs. You go upstairs, you realize you didn't cl- clean out your drawer, so you start cleaning out your drawer. You remember you got to go downstairs because you're thirsty you want some water. You come down, you see the cabinet thing, you remember something on TV, so you're like, "Let me stop and watch this for thirty minutes." And so then when we would come home, it would be a little mild tornado, but we thank God a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Yeah.
1: Oh, the other thing, this is something she still does. And it's getting better, actually, it's getting better. I love that I, you I am a, pacify me with that at the end, go. No, I, I am a stickler for like, in my bedroom, especially. Close my door. I don't care if you're going out for two seconds, close my door. I don't like my door opening in my bedroom. It ain't a hotel. I just it's don't.
0: our kids outside, like literally.
1: I, when, Did you close the door? When she's no. not here. My door stays closed and locked. I don't want nobody coming to my, and my kids know how to open the door anyway. Even yeah, it's, our kids. But we gotta my that. son just opens the door even though it's locked. But I just like my door closed. She, it almost seems like she's doing it on purpose. Will not close the door. I mean, it's been 14 years we've been married, and just the last four months, she closes it. I'm like, I'm getting ready to say, she closed the door. <laughs> just, just little things like that. I'm sure I do all kinds of. Yeah, I know. I know what I do. She like, can you Yay. can you take this trash out? Sure. Just tonight. I'm tonight. changing
0: the bedding. I wanted to make sure the bed is nice. I went and got new sheets and bed and all this stuff. And I was like, babe, I want to put on the the bed skirt. I will put it on on Sunday. Three days later, seriously. So what do I do? I just put it on myself. So he comes over, He's like, you didn't want to wait? I was like, no. I want to make up the bed now. I want to come upstairs and look at the nice bed with the pillows and everything. I'm doing that for you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, I think. Advice for eight months. Whatever you gotta do.
1: You know. Take one day at a time. I'm gonna tell you this. I got a blood system now. And this is the way I, I view marriage. And I think everybody should if you're going to get married. Because those marriage vows are for better, for worse, to what? Death. Death to uh, and the only way to really, uh, for me to float and live like that, is to, to, to view my wife a certain way. Like I view my sister. My sister can shoot me, literally shoot me in my arm or whatever, or stab me or something. And I can be mad and say, I'm never going to talk to her again. guess what it it, it still doesn't change the fact that she's my sister we have the same blood i can't i can't do anything to change that she's my sister can't do it can't change it here's what it is that's how i do my 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 marriage i have to do it that way like we are married this is my wife here there is not going to be an otherwise nothing else she can leave me tomorrow marry another man (laughs) I'm gonna move in next door. And every morning, that man's gonna to have to see me. I'm gonna punch him in his face every morning and say what you doing with my wife. He's been saying that for the last ten years. But that's the way I look at it. It has to, you know. Ain't no getting out of this. I ain't gonna lie. Do the same thing in marriage. Nobody gets out alive. That's just what it is. <laughs> that's a little extreme.
0: No, communicate. Be honest be understanding give it time don't rush it don't let people get in your stuff yeah. don't get advice from people who don't love the way you love who don't view things the way you view things a lot of times people give advice based on their own insecurity and so what they're saying will never benefit you but sometimes if you have a real good friend you take it to heart and you destroy something beautiful from somebody who only had nothing in the first place you know
1: don't take marriage advice from people who ain't married. I don't understand that at all. My oh. girlfriend, she she hasn't had three good relationships. <laughs> right? She gonna tell you what to do with your marriage? Come on, man. Your boy. I, I I mean, I I have a lot of friends. Most of them are married now. But at one time when we first got married, they went out. they weren't married. And They all were trying to tell me that you know, like minute. Hey, you don't. You ain't committed to one woman yet in twenty years. You got fourteen baby mamas or whatever. I'm not listening to you. You're not going to be able to give me the So, and kind of to pray together. I always consider your sources. Pray together. Yeah, it's hard to do. That is because it's so. I mean, you can be intimate physically, but ultimate intimacy—that praying together—is like yeah. such an awkward. It's like, yeah, I don't, don't want to do it. It's like you know
0: felt mm-hmm. uncomfortable, like, oh, i pray. You pray, okay? We, we know we both pray. I remember when, um, when we found out that you had cancer and we went to the doctor. From the day we found out, every night after that, I would lay my hands on your body and i would say, Lord, I thank you that his body is healed, whole, and complete in Jesus' name. Every night, I didn't talk fear, I didn't let nobody call me crying. We started praying together, yeah. That's when we started tragedy you always there to take it to your knees let's real fast no, no, cool, right let's pray he called you Jesus you you know but if you pray before then the confidence that you have when you're praying it was a little bit different because you have a relationship with God already, and until you already understand what he can do and so if you don't know what he can do in the middle of a crazy situation in your marriage there's always a little fear there because you have no reference point you don't have experience with God. You have to have experience with God. I'm so grateful for my experience. The times that He's, you know, answered prayers, moved my heart, and, you know, just made us better and brought us together. We would pray, God, bind us together in love, so I could hear Him and He could hear me, that you know, so we would remain friends, even when we kind of testy with each other. We still were we'll call him Aaron when we were dating and He needed space. And um, he still kept calling me. And I was like, why do you keep calling me all the time? And he was like, because I want to talk to you. You don't want to talk to me? I was like, no, space, take space. Space me away, apart. Don't call me. He calling me space. It's <laughs> I was space. like, what's up, space? I was so sarcastic. That was my defense mechanism. But, you know, we just
1: we really like each other a lot.